0: We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. <coughs> Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Ninety-eight-seven FM, Arizona's sports station.
1: Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. Wolf. You've only got like I got, I'll peel back the curtain here for a second. Okay. Wolf's got to go to Cincinnati, obviously, because of yes. you know, there's there's a football game tomorrow. Yes. So the pre-show meeting, you know, we're putting this all together. Maloney's yeah. not here today, so there's already some chaos. I mean, she's here, but she's doing other stuff. So there's so there's already some chaos, right? I see. So I'm putting this. The, we're we're all putting the show sheet together, and we get through like the first you know hour and a half, hour forty five minutes, because that's when Wolf leaves. So right. then, then we're going to go on you know, to Cincinnati. Start that's planning right. out you, the, the final the the two hours and fifteen minutes, and uh, and and Wolf's like, wait, I want to talk about that. That too so wait, can we put that right, in there? exactly? So we were going to cram four hours into the first hour and forty-five minutes for Wolf, and yeah. then have nothing for the last two fifteen.
2: And then again, uh, Zoe's coming in. Of course, he's going to come in. He's going to be broadcasting with you. He's yes. going to fill in, which is awesome. And I want to hear all of Zoe's takes. So you know, how do I get that? Can you uh, podcast? Know, yes, podcast yeah, is that what it Wolf is? Right there. Show? Okay, good. It? Yes, yes. It's, uh,
1: thank you. Appreciate. it. I know you have that loaded right ahead of the Dave Pash podcast on your phone. You know how to get podcasts on your phone, right? <laughs> no, actually. Those those here, so I'm going to ask him okay. the not so beautiful part. <laughs> right? What do you, How do you feel about this? What about that? You're just really? Cut out what? the middleman and just ask him yourself. Okay. Uh, all right, back to the NBA here, Wolf. Um, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, actually to start the show, the SNY TV report. Okay, now Kevin Durant would uh, he would prefer to go to Boston as well, and uh, if he does, he wants to play alongside Marcus Smart. So please don't trade him. Uh, Philadelphia is apparently a real option at this point. It's not that the suns are out of it, yeah, but it's sure, sure. really does seem like that offer sheet to DeAndre Ayton. And we all agreed at the time, you can't just let him walk for nothing. But we also all agreed before that offer sheet ever came about. I remember doing the show, I think it was with Kellen Olsen when you were in Amish country. And Gambo (laughs) tweeted out, Indiana might offer sheet DeAndre Ayton. It was like probably five or six days before it actually happened. And we both just stopped because we're like, this puts just a huge obstacle in front of the Suns. And it sure seems like it has because they're kind of stuck, I think, until January. January before they can make this trade and Kevin Durant forced the issue last weekend and other teams apparently are starting to step up.
2: You know, it's just so weird. Um, I know these are leaks. I know these are these are reputable people that are talking about this. Um, I haven't heard Kevin Durant, though, actually say anything about it right now. I, I think Kevin Durant enjoys a little bit of drama. I do. This is just me once again. I think he's more of a diva than I think most people actually think this is me looking from the outside in I don't know that to be the case Basidonians. I'm just speculating based on some of the evidence that we have and I listen to guys like Kendrick Perkins a guy that I think is a salt of the earth pro a pros pro a guy that was going to show up maybe he didn't have all the talent in the world but he was going to give you everything he had night in and night out I think of Draymond Green as well how they get along with KD but these two guys they had their run ins with yeah. this guy okay so once again i'm just I, i'm a little jaded when it comes to Kevin Durant having said all of that if in fact you want him here i would tell you be encouraged because I still think even Same. with these stories that are out there right now even with these stories that are out there if he does want to be a phoenix son and he is the diva
1: that I think he is he's going to get his way here I I was I was in every step of the way because every step that has happened felt like it was necessary to happen but now we're getting to this point Where a lot of this hinged on what you just said. If Kevin Durant specifically wants to come to the Suns, there's a good chance it'll happen. Do I think he wants to play for the Suns? Yeah, I do. I mean, I've I've (laughs) felt that way for a long time. But if there's other teams that he's also willing sure. to go to, and if some of them can offer more than the Suns can right now, because the Suns are pretty limited in what they can offer. Now, do I think people are, are downplaying the value of Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson? Yeah, I do. Are they worth Kevin Durant? No, I get it. I mean, Kevin Durant's a top 10 player of all time. But when I start to see what Philadelphia's offering, or could feasibly offer, and, and people are just like, well, that's so much better than the Suns could offer, I don't really think it is. I, I think it's maybe comparable. Yeah. I think those are good players.
2: I think it's interesting that suddenly we're hearing about the 76ers, <laughs> right? Philadelphia. This is weird. this is the latest rumor now surrounding Kevin Durant that he wants to go and he wants to play
1: with James Harden. Okay, that well, I think he wants to go play with Joel and B. Okay, right? as well, uh, right? But he can handle playing with Harden again. Uh, I guess. I'm
2: just hey, a lot of people thought there's no way in the world that's why Harden got gone from Brooklyn because they were too similar. They demanded the ball, they needed the ball, and hogged the ball. Those two guys, and maybe it wasn't James Harden after all. Maybe it was Kyrie. That could have been the problem. Who knows? But uh, the latest rumor that is out there right right now, of course, is that now Kevin Durant is possibly looking
1: at going to Philadelphia. Didn't really? Harden, Harden took a little bit less than he could have, too. Wasn't that the thought, or he restructured his deal a little bit? Yes, exactly. So now am I supposed to retroactively believe that meant something? Maybe it looks, well, I mean, what do you, I just, I don't If if that were in any way, shape or form to leave room to get Kevin Durant. Look, <laughs> I want Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns. I'm fine if it doesn't happen because I don't want to have to give up what they would have to give up. Like, yeah. I understand you got to do it to get Durant and that would be option A but if you just want to run it back with this team with Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson as long as damage hasn't been done I'm all in on that option that's fine but this this has been a pretty dramatic what he, had, he requested the trade on June 30th so it's only been five and a half weeks but we've been talking about it on the show for probably about nine or ten weeks yes I'm kind of getting over it to be honest are you really yeah I'm emotionally over it right now. Intellectually I understand.
2: If in fact somehow, some way Kevin Durant becomes a son, I'll be able to say with certitude he makes him better. He does. Especially when you're talking about the postseason Let, not be real. the regular season.
1: If he's here and they stay relatively healthy, they're going to win the title in the next two years. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they are. I'm not going no, to it, say it that. Does, it doesn't I, guarantee it. I'm not saying yes. it guarantees it, but I'm just saying let's just... Uh, that's, well, you that's just what I feel. said it no.
2: in a very definitive kind of way. That was guaranteeing <laughs> <laughs> Radio. You, you said you, you're going to win definitive. the title over the next two years. I think if that's he's here,
1: definitive. as long as Chris Paul's health is, is relatively okay, I think they would win a title in the next two okay, years. Great. So that's the
2: baseline where working from is there any guarantee of that there's no guarantee no. as a matter of fact there is no guarantee and what if that just shreds something that could have been really really good here for years to
1: come well I, that's the other part of this i still think the suns could win a title in the next two years without kevin durant i i honestly believe that I get how the, the season ended horribly this year, but they still won 64 games. And I keep saying it. They also went to the finals the year before. One of those things without the other, I'm not as confident. But to, to follow up a trip to the finals with the season they just yeah. put together, if the season started tomorrow and Kevin Durant got dealt to Boston, or let's just say he stayed on Brooklyn. Okay. Are are Suns fans going into this season being like, well, this is a lost season? No, you think you can win the title. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Who do you look around the league and say is definitively better than them other than Golden State?
2: Well, wherever Kevin Durant went. (laughs) That's... (laughs)
1: I mean, that's you know, why I mean, in that's this scenario people, you're going to hear that he was staying in Brooklyn for this particular scenario. Uh, all right, we come back. Lorenzo Alexander is here. We're going to talk a little Cardinals football. What's he looking for in the, uh, the the game tomorrow and the rest of training camp? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM
0: Arizona Sports Station.
2: 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeal to coming to work, he's going to outwork
0: you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL.
1: Welcome back to the show. It is the Wolf and Luke show. Lorenzo Alexander is here as well. But this is the first lowdown of uh,
3: of 2022, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, sir. So how you been, man? I've been good. Everything's going well. Uh, my last child just started school today. Um, and so we're over at Christ Lutheran. My daughter started high school last uh, last week. She turned 14 today as well. So, happy birthday to Zoe Alexander. Hopefully, you have a great day. And she made the freshman uh, volleyball team over. there. Oh, She's only cool. been playing one year. So, nice. Xavier has a pretty good program. So, that's awesome. And then the baby, he turns eight Sunday. Um, he's in the second grade. And so, everybody's doing well, healthy, and uh-huh. ripping and running around
2: the valley. So, wait a minute now. You actually, Zoe, you're saying the first day of high school? Is that what it is? Yeah, that was
3: last week. Last she, week, yeah, yeah. She, today she turned fourteen; it's her birthday. Oh, okay. Did yeah, you, yeah. Okay. The first day of high school, did you walk her in personally? <laughs> no, my 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 wife wanted to do that, but it's all girls' school, so it's a little different dynamic. Oh, okay, oh, so Xavier is all girls. So, but I did post something on the other day on Twitter. Was like, you know, I have an older daughter, but it's she's twenty eight, so there's some time in there right. that's shifted, and so of course I asked all the girl dads, "Hey, you know, is there anything else I need to know?" And then I attached a GIF with um, from the bad boy scene. We have Will Smith uh, interrogating his daughter's date right in front, uh, just acting crazy. Just so, so all the guys know out there. If you ever come across a Zoe Alexander, if you're in high school, you're probably in school right now. Just know she, she has a, a big dad and a whole bunch of uncles hey. that accompany her. Walking. Keep yeah. walking. All right, dude. I, I keep walking. That's, That's what I'm going to tell you. you know, yeah, probably
1: Zoe's probably not the best guy to. Make mess with on this one. all right. so do you get the same way as my co-host here, football season starting up? You really haven't been out of the league that long, so do you start to feel like, okay, here we are, it's August, we're like four weeks away from the start of the season.
3: I think the further I get away from playing, the more excited I get about the preseason and football in general um, and and some of that I think especially with the Cardinals excited for this game tomorrow night um, is, this was the first year I've actually been out on the field at practice a couple of times during the week and seeing the guys develop and going through some drills and now you want to see what that looks like in um, a, a live um, opportunity to go out there and show your skills but definitely the further I get removed and my body forgets what it feels like and my mentality is I'm no longer really connected to like expectations of me doing it uh, I'm definitely more excited about the season eager to watch more football um, and just kind of indulge in that whole process more from a fan and obviously media perspective now yeah.
2: so what are you what are you thinking about in terms of tomorrow night and playing the Cincinnati Bengals are, I'm sure there's a couple of guys that stand out to you a couple of guys that you're thinking about of course
3: you're interested in seeing who might that be I mean you know, I, I'm biased and, and you guys have been talking about him a, a lot, obviously, because he's a, a high draft pick in Zayvon Collins, and, and what he's going to be able to do, since he is one of the few starters that will be playing, and I think it is much needed. Um, obviously, his his reps last year were limited, and obviously, as the season went on, wasn't playing a, as as much as people would have liked, and probably as, that he would have liked as well. And so, just going out there, whether it's, and, and hopefully gets a couple of series, it, it, it sucks to go out there and play three snaps, you get a three and out, and you out the game. You really don't even get into a groove or able to even work on anything. It's really a waste of time. So, listening to you earlier, you know that that fifteen to twenty rep. That's probably right around in there. That's probably about a third of a typical game, right? And you have time to make some adjustments, feel some things, get hit, maybe rock somebody else. Um, but I'm going to be just watching, you know, I, and I keep going back to this because the fundamentals are small things. People want him, want him to make big plays, but you got to do the, the little things right in order to make big plays. And so is he confident with the calls? Is he, is he flying around versus oozing around? And there's a difference. When you ooze, you're not quite sure where you need to be. You just kind of act like you do you know, it was the oh, first hour right. of the show today. Yeah, it was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it. was. I don't know. Luke was losing. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Right and then, lastly, when he when he meets somebody is it with his shoulder or is it with his hands? And that will show some progression because if you give your shoulder, these guys, I mean, like a Will Hernandez, oh. he wants you to give him his shoulder and run to him all day because I'm absorbing, absorb it. I'm going to hold you and you're not getting off this block to go make a play. You may have hit me back and knocked me back and look cute, but can you use your hands and get off and then make the tackle at the end of the day as a linebacker, that's what you want to do. I,
2: I have to tell you this, man. I saw him after practice working on the sled Good. by himself, working on the sled. That's that great. that, that, you would- that
3: because I hadn't seen it from – because I've been out to three practices, and that's not that's a very small sample size. And from a from a, a position, I hadn't seen the guys over there on the sled and actually striking the sled. And obviously the sled is not moving. It's not hitting you back. But you still get some, some weight against you. You get to feel it. You get to snap. You get to work your timing in your hands and coming off. They have done a little drill on the side, but the intensity of it wasn't productive. It was more like a fit, like, okay, this is how I wanted to feel. That sled. And if he's doing that by himself, hopefully he has another veteran like kind of correcting him, too, with that. That's going to be significant um, in him just using his hands and getting off and just building that muscle memory. Because that's, at the end of the day, I, I thought that was one of the biggest things that he was missing. Everything else will come with time, but the, that hands and, and fundamentals, if you have that down, you may even make a lot of plays.
1: You and I have talked about this a little bit off the air, but Isaiah Simmons moving around, they seem pretty intent on doing that when the actual games start. He seems to like it. It yeah. just, seems, just seems to be what he knows. What do you think? about that I,
3: I, I like it he's a uh, uh, a supercharged version of me you know you're way more athletic and capable of guy it's going to look different than, than what I did I was more a D line linebacker he's more a linebacker secondary uh, with the ability to blitz and come down and, 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 and get after the quarterback as well in Vance Joseph's game and it it you know, people get, you know, what position, you know, in, in my mind, when you look at base and you're like an outside backer, let's say, Will or Sam backer on, on, in a 4-3 system, that's the same thing as playing nickel. You know, it's just matchups is what it comes down to him. And because he's so physically gifted, he can match up with a tight end or running back or some of these receivers out here. And so where he lines up really doesn't matter because he's still going to, if they're playing cover six, he's still going to be a quarters drop. If he's playing cover three and he's playing out there, he's going to have curl flat, he does have the ability to move to the middle of the field and I think to some of the, the what I would like to see I would like to maybe see him in a preseason game, which I, he, we probably won't will be the eye discipline because based on where you line up from obviously a D lineman, I you're just looking at the guy in front of you when you move back to linebacker now I can see guard to guard can tight in, I see more moving parts and then when you move back to the secondary, I have a big perspective, right? And so I forgot which corner was on it might have been, um who did y'all have on? Uh, uh, Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson, yeah. right? He was talking about his zone coverages and yes. his eyes, right? Yes. Man to man, I'm locked on a guy. But when I'm playing zone and let's say number two goes in and I got to look to one or one disappears and I got to find two or both my guys to my side disappear, let me look to the other side of the field that eye discipline and transferring and know where you're going with your eyes based on what happens in front of you, that is maybe, I think, Isaiah's hardest thing to transition from when you go up on the line, back, and then move further back is in those different positions. You may be doing the same techniques, but the way your eyes work and who you're looking at is different.
2: You know, it's so fascinating because there's a lot of people that look at the Arizona Cardinals defense and they say, man, I'm worried about corner. I'm worried about corner. And I think, I think rightfully so. That should be an area of concern. There are a lot of other people that look at the edge and say, "Man, I'm concerned about that right there, Zoe." And I understand why you would say that as well. But for me, right now, the tipping point, the fulcrum to this defense and whether this is good or not, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Oh yeah, how they play. Right. That's how
3: I feel. Right. Y- you would. Agree I mean, no, those are You know, he. They uh, already has it. He's they're the star backers. Right. They need to be able to carry that into the games and be impactful and make big plays because they are going to be everywhere, especially to Isaiah Simmons. So he can be impactful getting interceptions, getting tackles when he's down in the box, getting Get the sacks, side. right, PBUs, all these things, flying around, using his athleticism, confusing the offense or some of these younger quarterbacks because what is he now? How are we identifying him? Is he a down? Is he a safety? Is he a DB? Because that may dictate. Is he the down safety? Do we want to check and run away from him? Well, no, not this time because actually it's Jalen is a down safety, and now you're running right into him. And so he's going to be able to do a lot of things and dictate some things. And I know Vance probably has some, some real cool things as this season develops that they're going to put in. But I would, I would definitely agree. Those two guys, if they can take a significant jump forward, Yert. you make up for some of the other things, right? Um, as long as everybody else is just doing their job. I think people, uh, to your, they get caught up in, in wanting to have an all-pro at every position. Not, uh, it, that doesn't – you that would be nice, but at the end of the day, if you have 11 guys, whether you have some guys that are some borderline starters just doing their job at a high level and communicating and running to the ball, flying around, and you have a couple of guys stepping up, you can, you can hide a lot of that and win a lot of games and be a very good defense. And I think that's what this team is going to have to mold into by the way they play their effort, communication, and then having a couple of the guys that we just mentioned taking some mm-hmm. significant steps forward.
1: Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, we'll go around the NFL. Pittsburgh Steelers might be getting closer to naming a starting quarterback and another setback for Nikhil Harry. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show. Lorenzo Alexander is here now as well on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7
0: FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
2: 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys. He's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar pills are coming to work. He's gonna outwork you every single play.
0: Fifteen-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. All
1: right, Zo is here. Wolf is still here. This is our last overlap segment. Zoe's so going to take over for Wolf uh, after this. So Wolf, anything important you have to say before you get to Cincinnati? Yeah,
3: we're going
1: to bother you tomorrow. Obviously, leading up to the game. Oh, we are.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you were going <laughs> to yes. let me go on that no. one. Right? Did you you're really think gonna that was going to lose happen? at yeah. all? Okay, no. great. No, not at all. Ron Wolfley, I'll be reporting.
1: Is yeah, that what you're you'll saying? You'll actually be reporting. I'll actually, be reporting <laughs> from whatever the stadium is called today in Cincinnati. In Paycor, I think. Okay, is nice. It's PACOR? Yes, Paycor. Uh, but Zoe is here, so let's go around the NFL, and let's start with the Bears. We'll start with Nikhil Harry, because I know there's still a lot of Nikhil fans around the Valley. He is expected to miss eight weeks now after needing tightrope surgery for a high ankle sprain. I had never even heard of tightrope surgery. Maybe you guys have, but...
3: Uh, I, I, no, have not no. I, I have not. I have not heard of that at all. I, 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 on what? what? What part? It was where, high where is it? ankle sprain,
2: high sprain that he needs surgery
3: on. I, so, sorry, I wonder if that's. Is like essentially adding a ligament to secure his ankle, tight rope, like a rope tight and tied up. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's, yeah, you're going to have to Google that one, it's huh? Good thing none of us are doing the surgery. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> uh, well, there it is. What is tight rope surgery? Okay, I'm going to read that during the break. But uh, bigger picture for Nikhil. <laughs> I mean, the guy just can't get going at the NFL level. And so we were talking about this last week. But, I mean, the guy, he looks the part. Right. Seems like he's got the mental makeup and the, and the, the internal motivation to be a good NFL player. Player, and maybe Chicago would have been a just a good fresh start for him. But now that's going to wait at least eight
3: weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's a lot of guys that have that same story that you just never hear about for whatever reason, right? Uh, whether they're undrafted, lower draft pick, or didn't have that same type of uh, celebrity as far as, or notoriety, I should say, as far as who they were as a, as a player because he had a lot of expectations. And to your point, he looks the part. But at the end of the day, if your body can't uh, handle the grind and the trauma. Tron- That football uh, puts you through, you can't play this game. Um, And so, this is why it's so important that right, young athletes, as you're listening out there, parents, as you're listening out there, is that we are developing the entire person, right? Because you have a guy that has the ability to do it, right? And this is how most guys leave the league, right? Either you get injured, cost too much, or, or uh, can't play anymore. So it's normally not on your choice, and this is one of those situations. And so I'm saying this from this part because I have young sons that want to play in the league as well. Making sure you youth coaches, parents, and athletes as well that you understand that you're more than just this game, right, and that you have a lot of different abilities in order to be successful in life. Football may be one. He got him a free education, right, yep. has made a lot of great relationships, and now it's time to transition, and so it's unfortunate in this situation, but he can still be impactful in other ways. And so it's as sad as to see it won't happen maybe in the NFL level because, you know, that clock is running out um, on him as far as being able to stay healthy. Just understand that. And I think, you know, hopefully he has someone that has helped him in that way. But we got to develop people all, all the way through because it's it's hard to transition. It really is, it, I mean, I've talked to a lot of guys, been around the guys lately. And it's amazing, guys, that you think, like, man, that dude got it together. And it's still... A significant shift and transition because you've reached to Wolf's point. You've been the best that this planet has to offer at mm-hmm. what you do and now you no longer can do it. And how do you shift away from it? And I know I kind of got on my soapbox, but anytime, it's so important that people get this because there's a lot of people that are broken once the game is no longer a, 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 an opportunity where they're the star to be able to go out there and play that. It's a hard transition.
2: First of all, let me just say, I love Nikhil Harry. I really do. I, I respect him greatly. Easy to root I, I for. just really yeah hope that somehow, someway um, he he has an NFL career. I really do. I, I love that and I, I hope that for a guy like him. Having said that though, to Zoe's point, body, soul and spirit. Yeah. It takes all three being aligned to actually have an NFL career. Body, soul and spirit. Right. The emotional part has got to be there. The intellectual part has got to be there. The physical physical part has got to be. You have to have it all. And the pile of guys, the huge pile of incredibly talented guys that seem to have all three things aligned um, is vast and varied. It's absolutely huge. It's um, something that has happened over and over and over again. I think of one guy immediately. I think of Clyde Duncan. Clyde Duncan was a first-round pick out of Tennessee when I came in in 1985. He had been drafted the year before. Wide receiver had everything you could possibly want from an NFL wide receiver. He just couldn't play. For whatever reason, I don't know if it was the confidence level, right. emotionally, whether it was intellectual. I don't know because I was trying to play myself. <laughs> right. He had other things so to yeah. yeah. <laughs> so worry about. But that's an amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know What God bless Nagila. I hope he gets it figured out.
1: Yeah, I do too. And look, he's not done. But that's to Zoe's point. Now you're 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 adding eight weeks at least when he was already trying to jumpstart his career, and it's not it's not like he was established in Chicago, you know. So it's this is his his time to establish himself in Chicago. Uh, speaking of Chicago, this guy leaving Chicago might be resurrecting his career. Here's Ian Rappaport on Mitchell Trubisky.
4: Yeah, and I would say, Tom, somewhat similar situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers where I was yesterday in Latrobe. They have not named a starter yet, still an open competition, but it, it does seem like we can see the direction it is going. You're telling us that uh, about Drew Locke and the kind of way he has performed uh, in Seahawks camp. I would say it's similar for Mitchell Trubisky uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers has taken almost all of the the one reps, maybe all of the one reps, and still got Mason Rudolph, you still got Kenny Pickett. Sounds like Kenny Pickett has really gotten better every single day. They like a lot of what he's done. But when the season starts, almost certainly going to be Mitch Trubisky in there. And what happens then is probably the most interesting part for this. Almost always, Andrew, almost always when you have a first-round quarterback, he starts at some point. Does Kenny Pickett earn some starting reps as the season it goes on? just Trubisky falter and they have to put him in that probably, to me, is more of what the quarterback competition is about in Pittsburgh. That's going to be something to watch because
1: right. going to Pittsburgh's a pretty good place to revive your career. If you can play, typically Mike Tomlin will pull that out of you.
3: Right, and I, and I say he's in a great spot because I know Mike T is going to handle this situation very well as far as communicating what everybody's role is going into the season. This is what's going to happen and it's going to, I think, put Mitch in a, in a great space to go out there and do what he needs to do at a high level. Obviously, he was in Chicago for a long time. And when you look at his numbers, it wasn't horrible. He's a, I think he's a solid quarterback. Obviously, their team wasn't good, so he took a lot of that, especially towards the end of it. But I think having the chan- time to step away from the game right a little bit, being in Buffalo a, a year, being behind Josh, being around Dable, being around that Bills culture, is going to really allow him to come out and take advantage of this uh, second opportunity because everything that I, I've heard from people that have been around him in Buffalo, great dude, great leader, and I think he'll do a great job. And so his job at this point is obviously to go out there and, and win games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but also make this decision very hard for Mike T to move on to, to pick it. Because it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. So whether it's this year, if they're if the team isn't doing well, or next season, it's, go, it's going to occur because you don't invest that high of a draft pick without eventually having him play. Yeah, I, I, I just agree.
2: cannot wait to talk to my brother Craig because, of course, he is well, the 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 was, oh yeah! yeah. Um, I, I told him I said it was going to be Mitchell Trubisky. I'll bet you oh, it's so going so to be Mitchell Trubisky, you know, of course. And he said it was going to be Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I said what? Okay, I'm just saying. No. Can't wait to give me the phone. That's, I'm going to
1: call him. You know, no, for the record, I was trying to get the break earlier on time so you could get on this plane, and you're the one that delayed us there. All right, we come back. D backs looking to make it three of four from the Pirates this afternoon at Chase Field. We'll get you the preview for that one next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck, brought to you by 72 Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72 soulcom And buy Sonic, this is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Grilled Cheese Double Burger for a limited time. Only at Sonic.
1: The <laughs> cat yeah, D Backs back at it again today, taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. It feels like they've been playing the Pirates a lot lately. It's because they have. This will be the fourth game this week against Pittsburgh. First two went very well for Arizona. A three nothing shutout win on Monday night. Zach Gallen was masterful in that one. Tommy Henry was almost identically uh masterful on Tuesday. The score wasn't. It was a still a D D-backs win, but it was only six to four. The the Pirates got to the bullpen a little bit. But Zach Gallen, what was it on on uh, Monday night? Went Seven innings, 88 pitches, 58 strikes. And then on Tuesday night, Tommy Henry, seven innings, 89 pitches, 59 strikes. D-backs won both those, but they lost last night to Pittsburgh by a final of 6-4. to It was close in the last inning. Kind of a weird double play that put them in a tough spot. And uh, then they ultimately lose. Here's the final call. Stout ready. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Hit in the air to right. Not very deep. Gamal is there, camped underneath it. He'll make the catch, and the Pirates win the ballgame by a final score of 6-4. Chris Garziola there with the call as the D-backs take the loss to Pittsburgh, but they have a chance still to win this series today. If you've been watching these games, you look at the Pirates lineup, and you're like, I don't understand how this team wins games. And they don't win a ton of games, but you just saw them win last night. And they also they, they handled L.A. actually at one point earlier this season. They took two or three from the Dodgers, so they um <laughs> not a team you would expect. And then they swept the Dodgers later. So they've, they've, for whatever reason, had the Dodgers number. And if you have the Dodgers number, you're obviously... Obviously, at least a, a team you have to pay attention to. Before we get deeper into the game, though, let's go on the farm. It's brought to you by Redbird Farms. You can't put a price on great taste. The Reno Aces will be in Albuquerque to take on the Isotopes at 530. The Amarillo Sod Poodles against the Springfield Cardinals. And Hillsborough, the Hops, will take on Spokane at 705. D-backs game this afternoon is at 1240 uh, over on ESPN 620 at Chase Field. And the pitching matchup is... Is brought to you by Native Interiors, your home, your way. Let Native Interiors, the flooring experts, match up your vision to your reality. Text floors to 620 620. Probably going to like the pitching matchup if you are a D backs fan today because Merrill Kelly is on the mound and Merrill Kelly has been pitching out of his mind lately. A 1.49 ERA over his last seven starts, a 2.86 ERA for the entire season. He's been not just the the steady, reliable, you can count on him to go out there and get you like six or seven innings guy that he's been the last couple years. He's actually been one of the better pitchers in baseball, especially over the last month and a half. More than one earned run allowed only three times his last seven starts, never more than two. His last outing was against Colorado on Saturday. D-backs lost that game 3-2. It was not Merrill Kelly's fault. He went seven innings, gave up just two runs on seven hits in that one. So he's going to get the start for Arizona today. JT Brubaker will get the start for the Pittsburgh Pirates, 2-10, and a 4.49 ERA this season. Brubaker, his last outing, a 6-3 loss to the Orioles. He has not actually picked up a winning decision since all the way back in June June 30th against the Milwaukee Brewers. He won that game by a final of 8-7. He actually gave up four runs in that one. But his start, his last outing against Baltimore on Saturday, gave up three runs in four innings. Prior to that, seven runs in four and a third against Philadelphia. So he is somebody that has been prone to give up some runs. Uh, you know, He was a fairly highly regarded prospect uh, for a little while there. Now 28, probably not a prospect so much as just a, a regular piece of the, uh, the Pirates rotation. But that's who the D-backs be matching up against today. So if you're just looking at the pitching matchup, pretty clearly an advantage for the D-backs. Again, Kelly is 10 and 5 this year now with a a 2.86 ERA. If you just think about that for the second, D-backs 50 and 60 on the year. 10 of those 5 or 50 wins have have been not just like games Merrill Kelly has pitched well in, but actual decisions and he's only lost 5. So that's that's a pretty good uh, ratio right there for Merrill Kelly. Let's get to the keys to the game.
0: Listen, man, I
4: need you to be- I am the Keymaster.
0: Keyback's Keys to the Game, presented by Mist America, home of the patented Mist 360 outdoor cooling system. Visit MistAmerica.com today for a cooler tomorrow.
1: Well, pretty simple key for the D-backs today. If you can get to J.D. Brubaker early and get to that Pirates bullpen, that has worked pretty well for the D-backs this week. If you can get to the Pirates bullpen. The other thing is, if you can get to Brubaker early, you're giving Merrill Kelly some runs to work with, and he's been pretty lethal when that has happened this season, especially lately. Lineup's a little bit juggled. We've I've at least gotten pretty accustomed to Josh Rojas and Alec Thomas batting 1-2 to start things off maybe even more so than 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 Torrey Lavello uh, normally does, where he's kind of stuck with the same lineup quite a bit here over the last couple weeks. They're both still playing today. They're not they're not sitting any of those guys. But Alec Thomas is actually going to lead off. Emmanuel Rivera will bat second and play third base. Josh Rojas will be the DH today, batting third. Christian Walker, Dalton Varsho, Carson Kelly, Jordan Luplo, Sergio Alcantara, and Geraldo Perdomo. That's your, uh, your lineup right there. Merrill Kelly, of course, on the mound. So get, get this guy a couple runs. Guns and you're in a pretty good spot to win your second consecutive series and keep this nice little push together that they have made since the All-Star break. If they win this one, that'll be four out of five, and that's what six of their last nine, if they can pull this one off. and The schedule gets a little bit tougher here. In fact, significantly tougher. Colorado starting tomorrow in Colorado, then the Giants, and then you start to get into that range where you're playing the Cardinals and the Padres and the Dodgers again, and more Padres and Dodgers and Astros. So not Not like with a young team, any win is guaranteed or any opponent is is an easy one for you. But uh, just in terms of what you see on paper and in the box score every night, Pirates are are one of the easier teams. The D-backs are going to play the rest of the way, and today is your last game against the Pirates. So hopefully for the uh, the D-backs' sake, they can capitalize on that. They would be able to get to win number 51 if they can. And that, of course, would just be one win shy of their uh, season win total for all of last year. Let's get to the MLB standings now. They are driven by trucks only. The Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the lifetime engine warranty. D-backs 50 and 60 on the season. Playoffs, probably not real realistic at this point. But as I said, you have a chance to surpass your win total from all of last season here within the next couple days, if you can keep rolling the way they had been rolling prior to last night, D-backs right now 11 back of a, uh, of a wild card spot and three and a half back of San Francisco for third in the NL So, you know, it's, it's not where you want to be. I get it. But it is considerable progress from last year, winning 50 of your first 110. What was it last year when they won their 50th game? There was only seven games left in the season. So they're at least progressing from where they were last year, which you would expect if you have a stretch in a season like they did last year, where you lose 45 out of 50. There better be some progress next year. But there has been so far for the D-backs. And, of course, the biggest thing for them this season has been, yeah, it's Merrill Kelly and, yeah, it's Zach Gallon. But when you get a performance like Tommy Henry had the other night, or you get some of these uh, these wins where the young hitters, like a Josh Rojas or an Alec Thomas, when they're hitting the way they are, you know, maybe gives you a little bit of a sense that this could be building towards something bigger in the future. Dalton Varsho has, uh, has been hitting better of late as well. And Christian Walker, I know the average isn't there at 211. And I know if you bring up expected average or all that stuff, some people are like, all right, well, you know, where's where's what about the time when he's uh, he gets a hit and it wasn't supposed to be a hit. So I'll, I'll grant you all that. But he does have 26 home runs this year. So uh, we'll see if he can keep it going today as well before they head out on the road to take on Colorado tomorrow. All right. That was d on deck. When we come back, Wolf and down your lunch. All of today's top sports stories in one place. It's the Wolf and Luke show. Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.